Hey everybody, Josh Sheridan here with the Barely Legal Podcast. I this is this is a big day here uh, in, in in my world. This is like Christmas come early. Um, we've had a lot of local musicians on who I love near and dear to my heart, but this is the first kind of national musician that I've had in. And uh, this band is a band that I've been listening to for a long time. If you're fans of the Melvins, Ken Mode, uh, Jesus Lizard, that sort of thing. I mean, these guys are their own thing, but definitely paint with those same colors. Uh, so we've got Christian today from the Whores, Whores from Atlanta. Um, They're in town recording. Is that public knowledge or is that oh, yeah. secret? That's right. no secret. So, uh, I, you know, it's it's weird kind of the synchronicity of everything because I didn't know I was talking to you when I was talking to you on social media. Mm. And then I saw a picture of you with Billy Gibbons at replay. Yeah. And I was like, what the fuck? Like, He's that's random. I, well, I was like, is that is that picture a year old? Is that from yesterday? Yeah. I didn't know. And you're like, yeah, I'm here. I'm right up the road recording. So it all kind of everything fell into place. So what's he doing in Tampa? Billy? I mean, yeah. Uh, they had a show at the casino a couple <laughs> nights ago. Yeah. <laughs> that's interesting. I know it was a small room too. It was like a, a 1500 seat room. Was he playing solo or as no, a, no, no, it's easy top. I mean, so they tech, replaced. Yeah. Okay. Their tech, the bass tech, uh, I think started growing his beard. Uh, you gotta, yeah, you gotta, you gotta put on the blue man group colors. You yeah. gotta, you gotta fit in. And to Billy's credit, man, he was dressed to the nines. I call him Billy like we're old friends. That's ridiculous. Well, I think to that's... Billy Gibbons credit. Sure. He was like, he left the hotel room looking like stage ready on his day off. I'm like, that's a pro right there. Well, I mean, he's cool. the rock star's rock star. I mean, most so of the cool. people that I look up to, especially those first four or five albums that they did just from a guitar player standpoint are sick. Tone you know, King. Tone yeah, King. for yeah. sure. So was he picking up gear or just hanging yeah. out or? Yeah, he was in the store uh, just looking at guitars and stuff. And they, they already had. I heard them say when they liked some other guitar, put this on the pile. So I guess oh. from what I understand, he has. They're in the black. Warehouses. They got in the black for. Oh, yeah. yeah. He's definitely a gearhead. So uh, as am I. Uh, Are you really? Oh, well, yeah. good. Then I'll, I'll be excited to talk oh, yeah. to you about that. So uh, w- what about you? Were you picking something up or just. I was looking at a couple things. Um, I mean, it never ends. I just got a new two new guitars like in the last couple of months. What'd you get? My better half got me a uh, Gibson SG Junior, which I've wanted for a long time. So like the single pickup one? Single or? P90, yeah, yeah um, which is beautiful, black on black. It's just gorgeous. She saw – I had posted it on social media like, oh, look at this. Check out this cool guitar. And then I went back and looked at it. I was like, oh, somebody bought it, but she sneakily bought it. Oh, that's badass. That's even better. She's the best, man. That's rad. So I got that, and then I got um, – Two, I have two like kind of parts caster guitars, sure. um, and one I built myself, and or I picked out all the parts. A luthier put it together for me, and then one was bought as a parts caster. So those are both new too, and those are yeah. And then not to mention pedals and amps. Yeah. And so what do you play bad. through? What, you know, well, we can get right into it. What, 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 what's your pedal board looking like? Is it massive <laughs> or just a few things? Or yeah, it's massive. And then what about amps? What are you playing through? Always Marshall Super Leads, okay. 200 watt Marshall Super Leads. So I have two of those heads and then two 412 cabinets, uh, 1960A and B, just generic Marshall ones. But my pedal board is, if we're not touring, it's it's massive. I'll have three. Yeah, I'll right. have a large PT Pro and then like a Pedal Train 1 and a Pedal Train Junior. I mean, it's, it's bad. It's awesome. I love it. But like... 
when we tour, especially when we fly, we just did a fly-in show like two weeks ago and I had to scale it down to like, I don't know, eight yeah. pedals or something. I was watching a video, it was Jay Maskus and he was talking about before he figured out how to set up changing between pedals on one pedal, how he would be yeah. on his heels playing like two pedals at once. No, while you got to get a switcher. It's what yeah, too. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So anyway. All right. So I, I promised, I, I, I'm well known for not doing homework on guests, but what I, I, I wanted to do is two things. Number one is I didn't want to ask you the same fucking questions <laughs> that everybody always asks What's you. What's your to, name about? Yeah, yeah. First well, one, always, well always. the podcast is barely legal, so I'm a you have to I'm I'm in your crowd of where does that name come from? Uh Ali G. Do you remember Ali G? Of course. So there was a uh, episode where he was uh interviewing the attorney general and he was saying, What is legal? And he's dividing illegal is a set of oh. laws, and he's like, Well, what is illegal? And he's like, Well, if you violate the laws, that's illegal. And he goes, Okay, what is barely legal? And he's like, <laughs> he's like, because I watched this movie in Germany called Barely Legal. And it was <laughs> so everybody, it, it is kind of what people think it is, but not directly. It's indirectly a joke. But me being a lawyer, it's like I don't want to talk about that. Oh, I understand so, the connection. Though. Yeah. So it's okay. Just, I didn't even put that together. I'm a little Well, it, it may be just fairly not a, Of course. Great name. People, pe there's certain people who won't come on the show because of it. So whatever. Dude, tell me something. You know I what else know. is interesting? We it, deal with that all the time. Well, all it, the time. yeah, but I, 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 you probably heard the joke a million times, but I was telling you like all the past week or however long you and I've been messaging back and forth. I just, anybody will ask like, what are you doing? I was like, I'm talking to horrors. What do you, you uh, know, that yeah. was, that was my thing. <laughs> anyway, people um, like to yell at when I'm just walking down the street yeah. out of their car which is like a little embarrassing man so random side note i'm a professor up at the local college i teach crim law and crim oh, cool. procedure and uh this is my first semester doing it and i didn't want to grade tests or any of that so i the kids said what are we going to do for our project and i said why don't you each just do a paper on serial killers oh wow and so they're gonna write a paper on serial killers and implement you know what I taught him about the criminal justice system into the paper, but like he was the first one that everybody wanted. But um, Dahmer, yeah, yeah. But for me, it's like I, I you know, I'm always on Netflix lit watching for those anyway. So now they're just entertaining. Me I watched Forensic paperwork. Files last night, which is not serial killer, but just true crime stuff. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I love it. I love did it you so watch much. the one that uh, Pat Oswalt's wife did that was on HBO no, I'm about with her, the Golden State Killer? RIP, but yeah. No, I haven't seen that. Yeah, that's, that's pretty good. Um, anyway, so I know I'm not going to rehash it, but tell me your lineage a little bit. You're you're from New York by way of Florida, now in Atlanta. Do I have that right or am I have it backwards? Yeah, I mean, yeah, there's, yeah, that's basically it. For what sure. is Lembach? Is that what what, what what nationality? Yeah, what it's German? Okay, yeah, my dad was, uh, you know, like German and Irish. My mom is uh, Irish and Norwegian. Oh wow, um, German and Irish, tough guy. Yeah. What's the was big family, small family, medium uh, size? Small, yeah. Just brothers or sisters? I have a sister who actually lives here in uh she lives in St. Pete. She did live in Tampa. I mean, I'm sorry, in Atlanta, but she just sold her house in Atlanta and bought a house in St. Pete. Like literally, she's still unpacking like oh, a month that's cool. ago. Maybe yeah. you'll you'll visit more. It's she's got an Airbnb behind her house, as I mentioned when we were yeah. testing. It's so great. St. Um, Pete so I'm from St. Pete originally, and St. Pete was halfway houses and retirement homes yeah there, there's nothing to do but skateboard that's how i got into skateboarding because yeah. all there was was cement like was, there was nothing else to, to do up. downtown's beautiful now now this way well, you mentioned coffee and caffeine i mean you, yeah. you can walk five seconds in any direction and you got 50 options so that's bad and tons of cool record stores there it's and changed a bunch the venues are coming back the bends are the bends there um uh they they changed the uh State theater. Now it's called like oh, the yeah. Florida, you know, we used but, to go to Janice landing when I was a teenager. Janice. Lang I just saw uh knock loose there with oh. Gojira. Um, oh, my better half who I just mentioned, Alex, 
who bought me that guitar, just saw Gojira last night in uh, or two nights ago in Birmingham. I I liked them, but it wasn't something that like I'd put on and like really get into. Yeah, but it's metal, you know. But so seeing them live was a different story. And then Knock Loose, if you tour with them I'm or play with them, yeah. yeah. Just it's funny. They, the singer came out and he's like, "We do breakdowns. That's what we do." Right. And every song was just. It was like a pep rally, just everybody flying sure. around and everything. So how did how did music get into your world? Was it something your parents were into? Was um, it something your friends, your sister? No, we didn't really have it in our family or anything. I mean, in extended family, yeah, but not neither of my parents played music or anything. I just, uh, I mean, I have the same story that a lot of people have, I think, um, who are musicians in that. I loved music. I was obsessed with it when I was a little kid. Who were your bands um, when you were a little kid? Uh, like Van Halen, stuff like that. How old are you? you know, I'm 49. Okay, so we're right around the same age. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then I had the same experience where I, that stuff was untouchable. And then I heard punk through skating and was like, I can do that. It's the oldest story in the world. Everyone has that same story, but it opens doors for you. So, uh, you know, I started having a personal connection to it. It used to feel like sort of ma magic to me when I was listening to it as a really little kid because I just didn't understand how I thought it just kind of existed. I didn't understand that it was forged in a way. So, but then when I started listening to, you know, Minor Threat and whatever, um, through skating, 100% through Thrasher Magazine, uh, it just opened all these doors. And I got a guitar and started writing songs and started a band in eighth grade. Really? Know? What was yeah. your first guitar? It was a Kramer Striker uh -oh. ST100. So like a hot, like a um, Super Strat, like a yeah. single single humbucker, single volume, no tone. Like like, Steve Vai, <laughs> Joe Satriano. I mean, yeah, they were all like Eddie Van Halen yeah, yeah, kind yeah, of thing. Yeah. yeah, for sure. That's awesome. You know what's funny? And I talk about this all the time. I remember when I first started getting into those bands, I felt like that music was really old. Yeah. But it was only about three years old or five years old. And now, like, you know, Nirvana is like, 30 years classic old. Classic rock, literally. Right, right. But I mean, I, I so when I went to, I went to college in Orlando and for whatever, I don't know how it happened, but this is before we had computers and internet and everything, but I got the mailing list for Revelation, the catalog. Sure. And I just started buying everything based on what, I mean, I knew Gorilla Biscuits, I knew yeah. Youth of Today, but then there was uh, other kind of lesser known bands and I would just buy it all and I was getting into it and, I, and it seemed like those were light years away, super old groups and just just two years old. So it's it's funny to me. I feel like a young person until I'm around young people. And then I realize yeah. my references and my music as cool as I think it is. If I talk <laughs> to kids in college, they're like, what the fuck are you talking yeah, they're about? They're like, I love oldies. Like, what did you just say? Right. right. <laughs> you like oldies? Right. Yeah. So first that band does. in eighth grade, that's pretty early on. Yeah. We playing like dances and roller skating parties and all um, we we did like talent show at school and um then we had a like a storage space that we practiced in because initially we were doing it in our my garage at my folks house and then they were supportive yeah super supportive um cops came over once actually because a neighbor was complaining and my dad met him at the door and he's you know born and born and raised in the bronx he had a you know phd but he was also from the bronx he's still with and, us no oh, long sorry. gone um thank you uh and he met him at the door and he's like, you have a lot of nerve. You know, these kids could be out vandalizing and robbing people and yada, yada. And they're in here like trying to make something out of themselves. You know, get up, get the. Do you want them in your garage or do you want them in my garage? Yeah, man, it was yeah. really cool. So we ended up getting a uh, like a storage space that we practiced in. And we would have like little shows there and our friends would come and stuff. That's better. So it's always been guitar for you. 
Oh yeah. And all self-taught lessons yeah, or I mean, yeah, which is not <laughs> listen to any of our songs. It's like, yeah, obviously you're self-taught because it's really basic. So but that's intentional. That's, you know, I like it that way. For sure. And I, that's something, that's a point that comes up a lot here is a lot of times the bands that we have on will have a person in the group who is self-taught and someone else who comes at it for more of an academic. Right. And there's always that exchange of that note shouldn't go there. And it's like, uh, yeah, but no other note makes yeah, sense there. And that's, weird. that's what I find interesting in music is when, it doesn't go as expected, but it still works. So, yeah. um, you know, one of the, this is again, random and off topic, but I was watching this thing and it was, people were trying to learn. It was a John Frushanti song and they're like, I hate that band, but he is a gangster, gangster guitar guitarist. Oh my God. Well, so it turns out that the reason no one could play it is because he's playing it on an un untuned guitar. It's uh, not, uh, it's not a different tuning. It's right. literally not tuned sure. correctly. Yeah. So, uh, you know, I love shit like that. And then, uh, there's a guy locally for this band, the Holy Terror, John Nowicki. He's a left-handed guitarist and he plays the right-handed guitar left, but the strings aren't right. inverted. So right. he's, right. he's so playing splits. all of his chords inverted and yeah. watching it. It gives me cramps just watching his hands, all the shit it's that crazy. he's got to do. Yeah. But yeah. It's, he's like, I said, is that hard for you? He's like, this is how I learn. This is what, what you do is hard for me, not right. what I do. So um, so how long did the eighth grade, did the same band throughout high school or? No, that band um, was um, some kid. I went to the junior high I went to and the high school I went to were sort of different crowds. Right. Like different just because of um, what do you call it? Like districting and stuff. Um, so when I went to high school, I started a different band, um, with some of the same people. And then we got this guy to play drums for our band who we saw he was in, like, there was another band that was practicing at these, at these storage spaces, but they were like much older than us, like the three year thing. Like we thought there was a big so difference back at that. Yeah. yeah, for sure. And he was playing with like this, like this kind of, um, like Hesher kind of like, like i don't know they play like boston mm -hmm. covers and stuff it was terrible but we were like the dude's got like a nine inch nail sticker on its car so like why is he playing with these kooks because he didn't know anybody else you right know? so we fully stole him from that band the only port in the storm you got it yeah yeah so he joined our band that was cool and he was a lot older than i well he was 21 and i was like 16 so now was it originals or were you covering oh, yeah. stuff too or yeah we did um yeah we started writing songs right away um but we did do a lot of cover songs too and it's really funny because it was there's, there's a, it's a strange thing with like when, at least from my experience, when I was a kid, the music I listened to, I felt like sort of defined me as a person. And then, uh, so I was like, I can only listen to this thing. And like, I discovered this new thing and this old thing is not cool to me anymore. And I grew out, outgrew that. Like I can listen to Appetite for Destruction and go, man, that record's awesome. Whereas when I was 19, I'd be like, no way, dude. Yeah. Those are like, it's like hair metal or something. Right. I'd be, totally dismissive of it but i outgrew that um so but my um the reason i mentioned that is because we did like love and rockets covers but also did misfits covers it was like just all sounds amazing the map. i mean it was anything that wasn't you know top 40 right down the middle yeah yeah because yeah, yeah. there wasn't back then there wasn't like alternative it wasn't a term sure there was no infrastructure for it outside of like american hardcore which is kids older than me um so yeah you just go to the record store and like, what's the weird thing? And you buy that. You For know? sure. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, the great thing with covers too, is usually the more ironic and kind of esoteric, the better, you know, sometimes. Yeah. yeah. If you could turn like a shitty song into a great song, I mean, yeah. e even better. So were you seeing shows a lot at that time too? Oh God. Yeah. Who were some of uh, your, your big ones from back then? From back then I saw the exploited at a uh, cameo theater, Miami beach. That was incredible. 
I saw Iggy Pop also at Cameo Theater. Was he living there at that time? No, he hadn't okay. moved there yet. Okay. Um, but on that tour, um, Andy McCoy from Hanoi Rocks was playing guitar for Iggy Pop. And I was like, holy smokes. And Jane's Addiction was the opening band, which is crazy because what I went there to see Iggy Pop. That was before Nothing Shocking came out. Or oh, right? wow. Like 87, 88. Oh, wow. So uh, I saw them four times, uh, the fourth time being Lollapalooza. I saw them at Visage in Orlando on a headline tour. I saw like a club tour. I saw them with Love and Rockets. Uh, and I think that was in. Ritual de lo Bichuel is a seminal work for me. Yeah. Three, I mean, that song, them Three Days. Of course. That Incredible. song, Three Days, like transcendent for we me. That's my one favorite of my, band at that time. When yeah. I was 16. I, yeah. Because they combined, you know, Guns N' Roses and The Cure, basically. It was nuts. That's exactly know? what they did. And I it never would have thought of those so two bands. Cool, the, yeah. And again, I completely dismissed them once I got to be like 19. I was like, ugh, that's not a major label. I can't touch it. And now, again, as an adult, have you seen like, Perry smokes. Have you seen Perry oh, recently? Plastic surgery. Oh, my God. Yeah. Bill Burr's got a great thing about it. He's like, you can. It's OK to be 50. You can be 50. It's not a big deal. You have two choices. You can look 50 or you can look. Like a 27-year-old lizard. Yeah. <laughs> Those are your choices. We know which one he picked. Yeah. Oh, it's weird. Yeah, it's yeah. bizarre. Um, so uh, getting then in, out of high school, what happens? Do you college or start working or what's what's the story there? Yeah, I kind of – I wanted to go to a couple different schools that were just out of my reach as far as like financially. Um, so – and I had – I'm still kind of this way. If I can't, you know, Ricky Bobby, if I can't be first, I'm last. You know, I don't want to be second, man. Second yeah. is first, last to me. You know, like it sounds so dumb, but because I couldn't go to NYU film school or couldn't go to UCLA and move out there, I was like, well, I'm not going to college at all. You know, like stamping my feet. My mom applied. My sister was going to school in North Carolina and she filled out an application for me for UNCG in Greensboro. And it's not a hard school to get into. So I got in there and started going to school there like, like half heartedly. I didn't really want to. Do it. Our How close is Greensboro to Asheville? Asheville's Western Carolina. Okay. Greensboro's kind of central. It's closer to um, like Winston-Salem. And okay. Stuff. okay. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. I, I didn't really want to go, but I did want to get out of South Florida. So I was like, it's fine. I'll go. Um, my How long were you there? Well, I was there for four years, but <laughs> my last semester I only took four classes and I got two Fs, a withdrawal and an incomplete. That's and pretty – I mean – flaming out that's that's i went back as an adult though to georgia state in in atlanta and i got my drive journalism degree um well that's interesting so you time, mentioned film and journalism well the journalism concentration uh there's three concentrations at least at georgia state where you can do like pr which i was not interested in at all that's where the only money is or like print which is obviously oh, no one out. pays yeah, yeah no one pays for that anymore uh or writing for the screen which is what i took and that's how i got into adult swim and so, stuff so can we talk about that for a little bit we'll get back about, to music film tv oh yeah um so so part and parcel with music were you what were you a, a film freak as oh, a little yeah. kid what were some we, horror sure. movies or um, what, what was your thing a lot of this like 70s scorsese coppola new york stuff oh like for sure my, my my shit yeah you know yeah yeah, yeah. It still is to yeah. to an extent but uh yeah i'm not super i mean i can watch fellini but i also think like uh, you know, Billy Madison's one of the greatest movies ever made. Do you know what I mean? Like, I'm not a snob about it at for all. For sure. Well, I, so I, I like I, that stuff, but it doesn't have to be that. Well, and it's, you know, it's weird, especially in the face of COVID. Like, what is, what is, what is happening? Like, you don't even know. There's, Culturally? I mean, 
Well, there's the long form TV, which has oh, really taken sure. a big put a big dent in the yeah. more art type sure. of films that we used to like. But those films, like you can't even go watch them in the movie theater anymore. Yeah. They're like direct to TV. So, you know, for me, like the A24 is kind of where a lot of yeah. kind of the cool stuff is happening right now. But my uh, the tax, uh, not tax attorney, but um, I can't believe I'm blanking on what it's called. Uh, accountant. Jesus Christ. The accountant that we have that does the band's taxes. Um nephew is the president of a24 oh wow and they just did like a seven figure deal i'm sure with apple like i'm billion, sure billion i mean they've been knocking them out of the pot. I, I would yeah. say they have had the most successful the i haven't watched lamb yet but i hear it's pretty sure pretty it's rad awesome, man. yeah yeah it's incredible um, and the witch is like one. i oh, I, I, so good. I, I want someone to do a, a like a, a concept album about the witch yeah you know i just think black philip and that whole <gasps> delicious floating at the end oh it's fucking amazing <laughs> no, man, it's I fucking amazing yeah oh and then it. there's the meme that always goes around from hereditary and it's like oh, god so it's good. like you're weak and it's the picture of the little girl and then the and then like monday is yeah. the post and badass. yeah that's hereditary i think is the best horror movie that's been made in decades yeah, yeah yeah incredible um so i wasn't like a i mean i wasn't really trying to pursue it necessarily i was oddly a huge and still am simpsons fan and i kind of was like i would love to be in the writer's room for the simpsons but those are all ivy league dudes it just wasn't it wasn't on the menu for me you know and i was i had the presence of mind to know that but i was like maybe i could Right for Squidbillies. Yeah. Maybe I could, you know, so I just made it my business to kind of get in there. I've got a buddy who was a producer over there. Got me an internship there. Easy peasy. You How know. long were you there? Not long um, because I figured out that um, we would do, I worked for Cartoon Network on air, which is basically the commercials for the network, right. for shows that are on the network. So we did a lot of the bumps in between like, you know, King the Hills brought to you by you know, Nike and by Arlen propane, that kind right, of thing. Yeah, so yeah. tons of those. Um, so we would do shoots sometimes that were not on Turner's campus, they call it, which is kind of a gross term, but, um, so anyway, we would work with other people and people who were like in the umbrella term art department were always the ones making like the cardboard box robots covered in tin foils. Like that looks like so much more fun than what I'm doing, which is basically like, production coordinating and script supervising it's an office job it's not yeah. creative at all yeah um but i mean you know that's just how it is so that seemed really cool so i started kind of inching my way over to that stuff and then the band was on tour was whores already a thing by then it had just started okay yeah um you did your dance card full yeah so we were on tour up in new york and a buddy of mine um said what are you doing after this tour and i was like i don't know i, I just left adult swim so i was like I'm, i don't really have any plans and he said if you want to come up here and work with me, I can get you in the union here. And he's a scenic. So it's like paint and plaster and faux finishing and stuff like that. Um, he's like my best friend. I mean, he'll, he'll be the, the best man at my wedding when I, I do have a wedding. Uh, he's <laughs> the best. Happens, yeah. 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 He's the best. Um, so he got me on up there. I started doing that and then uh, did that for probably about six months in Philly and then came back home and got in the union in Atlanta. started doing like, on commercials, uh, basically the smaller the project, the more uh, the more jobs you have to do. Right. If it's a big project, it's very sort of specialized. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So with commercials, it's just art department, and right. it's really four or five departments. But um, that's mostly what I did because the money in commercials is a lot better than TV and film. Um, and I still do it once in a while. But pre-COVID, um, 
I was probably only doing maybe a job or two a year. At, well, didn't the at whole most. abortion thing like shut down a lot of the shooting there? Like when the it did. That was a couple of years ago. It didn't shut down a ton of it, but people were losing their mind and justifiably so. Man. Remember, like Jordan Peele was going to pull all of yeah. his productions from there, and isn't uh, what's his face, Medea? Yeah, isn't his thing there yeah, too? Yeah, he's got a studio. Tom yeah. Perry. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. He employs a lot of people. Yeah, there's a whole thing going on with that right now with the union and stuff too, because like the streaming services are trying to say that their um, model is unproven, and so they pay people less than they pay for TV or movies. It's just they're just trying to stomp on the little guy. So yeah. So I haven't. Um, luckily for me, like once we started touring a lot, which we have, uh, I didn't really have to do too much. If I don't have to do it, I don't. Right. But I keep my union dues paid so I can dip in if I need to. Which Smart. when we're done here in Tampa recording, uh I'm basically gonna try to work nonstop from January to like June. Cause we have a couple little things here and there with the band, but we don't have a our US headliners in June next year. So uh I'm just gonna try to stack money. Cause I like going on tour with money in the bank because then I can go record shopping. I can go, you know, it's a funner I mean? tour than yeah, like eating ramen noodles fun. and sharing. I don't want to do laundry. I'm just going to go buy a shirt. Right. And little stuff like that. Uh, it's real enjoyable. What's the tour next money. year? Who's on the tour? Do you guys know who's on it? Oh, or? it hasn't been announced. Yet. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's just, we, our new record's going to come out. Uh, you know, we don't have an exact date yet, but spring, summer next year. Uh, so you have to year. wait out the Adele pressings before you even get vinyl. <laughs> so terrible. I'm not even, we're not even worried about that. Yeah. We're going to do uh set a release date and then do pre-orders for the vinyl. When we get it, you get it, you know, cause we're not going to wait on it. Cause it would be another year. Sure. So, so gold was the last album and that came out. Yeah. That came out. End of 2016. God, that seems like it wasn't that long ago, but I guess, I mean, Time just kind of yeah. does its own thing. A lot of stuff happened between then and now with the band as far as like... Same members? No. Okay. Um, we had... A, I mean, I was jokingly uh, making a list in my phone of all the... When people ask us, why did this record take so long? It's like a lot of stuff happened. Sure. I uh, We were on tour with this band Cult of Luna from Sweden who are rad. Um, and I fell down on stage in toronto and messed my knee up and had to have like three knee surgeries so that's one thing did you get so socialized medicine did you get it up no, there no and i should have <laughs> yeah. i i was in so much pain that i was texting uh, our our agent and our manager i'm like i don't know what to do about this like i you know somebody tell me what to do because i was just delirious it hurt so bad yeah and i was worried i was like maybe i'm just being a baby maybe it's not that bad you know it turns out it was no bad. pretty bad um, so I waited to get surgery. I came home. So there was that. Did you get a cool throne like Dave Grohl and that's no, Rose? but I did. So I mean, I had surgery in September. We were torn in December, like two oh, months wow. later. We were a giant knee brace, a and... giant leg length knee brace on, but fit right in in yeah. Florida, man. That's that's yeah, a... right. <laughs> um, so that happened. Um, so that was rough. Uh, and then our drummer at the time basically hit a wall with his personal life and he has two children and a wife and a mortgage and all these things and when his kids were much younger it was easy for him to tour because they were much younger but when they got to you know five six seven here comes soccer here comes karate here comes i can't miss what i'm gonna miss their halloween so i can you know what i mean so i know exactly i got a three just, and a seven year old yeah, so i know exactly just what you got mean. to that point where he really tried to make it happen and it just couldn't happen so that happened and then we had tried out like a thousand different people and drummers are tough because that's like 
Dude, that's the the foundation. If I mean, a, you can be a good band with a great drummer. You're a great band. Yeah. I mean, that's a cliche, but it's absolutely true. Douglas, who's playing drums in the band now, is a baby Dave Grohl. Really? I cannot wait for people. Where'd to you see find him? him? Is he an Atlanta guy or what? Missoula, Montana? Oh, wow. Yeah. There's such a scene in Missoula, Montana. So we tried out a ton of different people and uh, went around. We had a couple people do some fill-in stuff for a couple different tours, two European tours, actually, and a couple little, like, you know, two-week U.S. tours and stuff. Just, But no one that we were really 100% on. Um, so that was a huge, super long process. I won't go all the ins and outs of all that, but that took forever. And I'm not... Uh, I don't make do. I'm not that kind of person. Has it changed your sound? Like what you, what you guys are putting out? Is this sonically? A- not now. When we had played with a couple different people before we had Douglas join the band, it was changing it. And that's why we didn't continue playing with them. Sure. Because it just wasn't. Change isn't bad. It just was going in a direction that we didn't well, like. Well, growth versus change. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was just not. Our, our strength is not finesse. Our strength is brute force. Um, so when we have a drummer who's playing with finesse, it, it's lost. Right, right, know? right. We saw, uh, I saw sleep and a uh, big business open for sleep. Yeah, we did here. our first European tour with big business. Cody Willis, man. He's a monster. Whole, he's he, one of the people I talked to. About fucking A. Fucking A. Well, now he's with high and fire right now. Yeah. And he's still in big business too. But, and then when he was doing the double drums with Dale from the Melvins, but like, cause I love the way they do it. Cause they put him right up front. He's yep. not in back. He's and, a uh, monster drummer. Was that song "Grind Away" or whatever? It's like, and it's just like everybody in the crowd uh, with Melvin's. Yeah, no, no, with a uh, big High business. Empire? Oh, big business. Yeah, yeah. Well, no, really. Oh uh, well, that Empire's. song, that song. There's, I, I, I share this video with everybody. I'll send it to you. You don't have to watch it, but uh, he just and he, what live I lo- video? Huh? It was a live video? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And what I love is I love. So I don't want to say diminutive in a condescending way, but I love like smaller drummers who are beasts. I've got a good thing about that, so I'm not going to throw anyone under the bus because they told me this in confidence and. People listening to this wouldn't know this person's name if I said it, but I've heard him referred to as Tiny Thunder. <laughs> <laughs> he is a monster. Yeah. He, the sticks he plays too are really fat. Like they look like trunks. little baseball yeah. bats. Yeah. He, yeah, he's one of the people, because when I was beside myself when Donnie had to leave the band, because I was like, if this is over, I don't really have a second act, you know, like the Fitzgerald thing. The, yeah. There's no second acts. And yeah. The, American, you know, story. Uh, so I was beside myself. So, so I was like talking to all of my friends, you know, who, who can we get? And we had a couple of people who I was on the phone with and talking to who were like, I mean, I'm, again, I'm not going to name drop, but like people who, you know, sure. Drummers who, you know, where someone suggested, I was like, yeah, why don't we, you know, why don't we tour with Van Halen? Like yeah. it seemed like stupid. And they're like, I'll get his number. And yeah. then we're on the phone together, you know, and they know who we are asking for, uh, saw a track, you know, a list of a set list and stuff. And it's like the bass tryouts for Metallica. It was it's nuts. like fucking everybody. Yeah, <laughs> it was nuts. Less uh, people. You know, it's Scott Reader and just people. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, you know, for one reason or another, they, the, the people that we were really, that we really liked couldn't move to Atlanta or they're in five bands already or, and we're not, I, I don't write the songs and present them to the band. You know, we do it together. Mm-hmm. So we need to be collaborative and, so that that was a real thing. So anyway, I had that knee surgery, so that sucked. Donnie left the band. We had to like try out all these other people. And we're trying to do. I couldn't work film stuff because my leg was messed up. So we had to tour. Yeah. So we were doing like little two weeks here, two weeks there, with a bunch of different bands. Um, I was doing some when my knee got better. I was doing some more movie work, and uh, I fell and broke both of my elbows Fucking and a rib. Hey. Jesus, that was like a year and a half later. 
Um, but you were you were in the union by that point. Yeah, oh, well, I got stayed in the union. I was always so in the union. Yeah. So a little bit better. They paid take for it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So that sucked, and that was that was difficult. And then you know we tried to uh, come to the studio and record the record that we're finishing now with uh, a different drummer, and it just it was breaking my heart the way it sounded, you know. And I would I just wouldn't release it. Yeah. Ever. And then Ryan, who's the engineer and we co-produce too, uh, was asking us when we were coming back down um, with Douglas. Uh, he's like, are we going to keep any of that stuff? I was like, not a single second. Yeah. I'm sorry. Because well, it sucks. Because he's, I mean, it's a $50,000 record if you really want to look at the time we've spent on sure. it. Sure. And, but, you know, Ryan's our guy. And so we don't, you know, we it's all on spec. Like we don't pay him till we get paid. And how did you uh, find it down here? Like, what was the relationship? How did it, you end up down here? Oh, well, Ryan is from here. Ryan Bush is his name. Um, He's not related to the Under Oath or any of that crew. Cause I know. No, but like uh, we're, uh, we're, we all know each other. Sure. Yeah. yeah. But he hasn't like worked with them. They were going to do something in his studio, but it just didn't work out. But um, yeah, they're King State okay. coffee shop. Yeah. 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 Um, so we're there every friggin' day. But um, so Ryan is from Newport Ritchie. His dad lives there. Another and- music hotbed. <laughs> Missoula, Montana, yeah. Newport Ritchie, Florida. Get out if you can. Yeah. Yeah. And Casey, our bass player, is from Loganville, Georgia. <laughs> yeah. Same thing. It's like, well, it's ha- like these boxers. It's like these fighters. They come from these towns and these backgrounds. It's like. There's nothing to do. So, so they're good at something. Yeah, man. for sure. For sure. So Ryan was living in Atlanta. We did our, we did um, our first EP we did with. Uh, this guy, Dan Dixon, who like engineered it, but then the clean EP and gold, Ryan did both of those and he's done some singles for us too. We've done like some covers and stuff like that. But the ACDC uh, one, was that him? Uh, no, that was uh, actually Tom Tapley. Who's okay. uh Mastodon's dude. who was at their studio. Um, we, excuse me. We practice at their place, um, at Mastodon's place or Bill Callagher, a guitar player. It's his place. Now he's and got one in his house and then don't they have a yeah, big new one too? Or that's where we practice. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. I heard sweet. Um, yeah, it's great. It's great. Uh, and they have a studio downstairs, so we recorded it there. But uh, so anyway, Ryan had a studio in Atlanta. We were recorded the last couple of records. And then his father's like not doing so hot. Uh, so he was coming down here a lot to sort of like look after his father and help out with things and stuff. And then this studio became available um, in in Tampa and he just hopped on it. Uh, built it all out and like it's really beautiful he did a great job and then so we come down here you know i had to spend so much money on airbnbs being down here before my sister moved down here so but i mean a day at a studio like that's a thousand dollar day and we've easily done two months already really yeah so it's like do you have a surplus of material like are you gonna have to edit or yeah we have well what about a double album just to make up for lost what we're gonna do is I shouldn't, I probably shouldn't jinx it, but I'll, I'm going to say it. Maybe it'll make it a reality. Um, we're releasing this record. I don't know if we're going to do, we have 11 songs recorded. I don't know if we're going to do all 11, probably, but we are going to follow it. Um, like next year with another record, we're going to bang it out. Like Love back it. To back, Love know? it. Idols just did that. Idols, yeah. They um, just came out today. Their homies are ours. Dev, the bass player works at this or used to work at this venue in Bristol where they're from called the exchange we played there twice so we kind of met that way but i just went out to the desert to joshua tree to see them play on halloween it was killer see josh homie 
Uh, no, but he was in this diner we went to. There was a picture of him with Bourdain in there. I so think I think he's got to play it real low key right, right now. now. Yeah, yeah, probably so. I don't know him socially, but yeah, I'm I love his playing it low key. Well, we mentioned Frusciante. Frusciante and Hami are two of my favorite oh, guitarists. God. Yeah, but I, I just it's, it's hard to be a Hami. Not not hard to be a Hami fan. I I cringe every time I read about. Oh, and I'm no. a I'm a divorce lawyer, so when I read right. that, I'm like. I hear what the lay people say about it. And I'm like, I can tell you that's not what's happening. All I could, right. you know, I could see all the cogs turning behind the scenes. It's a bummer. It is a bummer. But, yeah. I, you know, I hope he I hope he gets to the other side of it because it's so funny when you see bands who like do so well and, you know, like he's got a Grammy and that's like, yeah, now his personal life's falling apart. It's like not that they're related. I mean, I know correlation isn't causation, but it's it just makes me grateful. You know, I think like. Like Bill from Mastodon, they, you know, they have a friggin' Grammy. Not that that's the the thing to get, but just real world evidence of their badassery. And, you know, then he lost his mom to cancer. You know what I mean? Like it's, he I'd seems like a, he's, for what I have. He know? seems like a, the rock for that group, or he's at least the man, one of dude. them. We hang out. Like we have man coffee dates, you know? Yeah. And, uh, you know, Troy, Troy seems pretty low key. Braun's funny. And then Brent, who I love as a guitarist, I, I met him at replay, but, <laughs> He's another one I worry about. I've known about. Brent for 20, 22 years. It seemed like when he got married to that girl that he kind of yeah, slowed down a little cool. bit. Yeah, yeah. yeah she's so that's English. good. But he shouldn't do uh, interviews with Jamie Jost anymore. Oh, God. I know. Yeah. I just saw that stuff. And Braun immediately run a damage control on Well, Instagram I mean, they the put a record day. out like the day before, and then yeah. that happened. It's like, oh. Bro. You're but I, I think your bros. I think it kind of didn't go all the way like I don't, well i don't think he's canceled yeah the first i mean i think the first rule and anytime there's any controversies get out in front of it own it admit what you did yeah yeah don't i heard uh somebody talking about ellen the other day saying like if she had just come out and on the show started like yelling at her all of her employees and saying you call this a latte and really leaned into that shitty behavior it would have worked out great for her right but she didn't she was like i what yeah, playing dumb. It's like it's everyone not the offense, knows except it's the you, cover up. Yeah. It's, it's always what it is. I, I have this people like redem- redemption too. It's yeah. very attractive. Yeah, it humanizes people. You know. So I have this conversation a lot. It's not novel to me or the show. But if if Bowie or Mick Jagger or any of these people had Facebook around when they were, can you imagine? Or Jimmy Page with or, his fourteen year old girlfriend? Yeah, or cell phones, uh, videotape. Like, yeah. you know, they got in under the wire with bad behavior. The before. shark story with Led Zeppelin, right? All that stuff, it's right? Insanity, man. Right. Right. So this album, like I, we talked about it a little bit earlier, is it different from the last one? Is it an extension from the last one? It is I mean, different. Yeah, okay. it is. What's There's, your process? Like, do you do you set up rules like, you know, or sound palettes or, you know, um, no. Do you have a conversation? This is what I want this to be. Or do you just kind of when we're writing songs, I hesitate to even say writing. It sounds pretentious. We don't write them down. Or anything. Sure. Well, it's like, we're making I mean, up it's songs like comedians together. who write the right on yeah. stage. Yeah, um, I'll bring in a riff and we'll play that. And then I'll try to find a chord progression that works as a foil. And so we can just A, B, A, B, A, B, A, B, and kind of get the vibe of the song before we start messing with intros and bridges and whatever. Um, and then a lot of times I'll be like, I find myself doing this, you know, I say, Oh, well let's do a, you know, a two chord part, like this other song that we have already recorded and released, um, you know, where it does like the seesaw and like, so that it'll, It'll happen that way, but we have a couple songs. I think we have probably three songs in this record that are going to surprise people. Um, but that's cool. Are your that's vocals similar? Do. Or oh, is yeah. It, yeah. Yeah. It's dude. So it's that brutal yelling is brutal. Well, so I've been, I have bands that I've been in 
that have started somewhat recently. And I've, I'm, I'm the nerd who like hired a coach cause oh, yeah. I'm just that way. So I've been doing that every week and it's amazing to me how hard it is. I do the season car vocal warm up. Do you sing over the Art pencil or do you No, <laughs> that's uh, Melissa cross. The yeah. Zen cross. Yeah. yeah. But uh, did were you, did you just go right in and start singing or did you work? Did you try and figure out what your sound was? Cause you're, you're a, cleaner vocal for that type of music yeah yeah i try to actually sing even if it's a scream i try to for it to be in key um uh, i was playing baby baby bird to my vocal coach the other day uh, and i was like i want to i love the vocal on this good luck. Was, yeah <laughs> it sucks it's so hard so douglas we have gang vocals on this one new song and we just sent douglas some stuff because he did gang vocals with me on that acdc cover um and he can really sing too uh, so we sent it to him to do it. And, you know, I was like, yeah, so that's rad what you're doing. Just layer a bunch of them. And he said, like, he was getting so hoarse and he talked to his mom on the phone and she's like, are you sick? And, I, and then he was like, Christian does this every day. It's like, yes, I do. Man. It is not as easy as people yeah. think it is. Man. I always thought it was like the, the, the punter for the team, you know, yeah, it's right? just like, or the, the relief pitcher, right? You, you know, someone needs to say something, so you come in to do it. And now I'm yeah. trying to do it. It's like, this might be the hardest fucking job of everybody on, really the, hard, on the stage. Yeah. And then, not to mention, playing and singing at the same time. If I liked someone else's voice, I would gladly just play guitar. Hand over but I just don't like most singers, man. I just well, That's, I, that's rad that you like your voice and, you know, because most singers will say that they don't like their voice and... So, I mean, yeah, I mean, I'm not, not, not skill level, but just like, uh, what, like the sound, timber, the, I guess, yeah, yeah. you know? Yeah. I don't know. Um, so I don't know. We will, we'll make stuff up and, and then I'll say like, Ooh, I'll, I listen to a lot of music, you know, and, who are you listening to right now? Who are some of your bands? Uh, well, we just mentioned idols, of yeah. course. They're like, I think they're the greatest band in the world at this moment. Um, I like a girl band from Ireland a lot. Um, heavy lungs, a band from also from the, from, uh, England. I like a lot. Um, there's a lot of American bands too, but for for some reason, the last like two months, I've only been listening to that stuff. Right. Um, yeah. It's awesome. Yeah, I was uh, Elliot next door. What was the name of the? Uh, a Holy Fawn who's opening for Death Heaven. They're they're coming uh, here. In yeah, March. we played a couple shows with Death Heaven. They're super nice. Yeah, I'm friends with Carrie, their guitar player. The new album's like a, a Cure record almost. It's pretty. So, yeah, it's a pretty, pretty trippy. It's and, cool that they did it. I mean, just balls to do that, man. Yeah, I love for it. sure, for sure. So when do you think this album's coming out? The the first spring, one, you know, late spring, early summer, and then a bunch of touring, and then another one right after that. Yeah, we've got so next year is pretty much mapped out. We were hoping we could get this support tour in may but i'm, I'm we're, we still don't know it's in overseas um so i don't know if we're gonna get it or not but we definitely have our u.s headliner and that's all of june in the first couple of days july and then um august we have australia and new zealand Ooh, have you been there before no, it'll be a first time there. Oh, wow. They got yeah. some crazy uh, King Parrot and some other bands yeah. over there. They're pretty, they, they didn't get Two after Two favorite it. bands ever, ACDC and Birthday Party are both yeah. 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 Australian bands. Um, and then we have a bunch of Southeast Asia dates that we're tacking on to um, that same tour. So it's like South Korea, Seoul, you know, like a couple Boris or one of, or Church of Misery. Headliner, you know. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and then a couple shows in uh, Tokyo, Osaka, uh, Taipei, Hong Kong, um, somewhere else, maybe Singapore. I can't remember. I don't have it in front of me, but I don't know. Another like two weeks of dates. Uh, You're getting married somewhere in there too? Or is I that, hope so. We'll yeah. see. Uh, and then I'm going to, uh, and then we have like after that, we have our European headliner, which will be like September, October. And that's, 
fucking hang, then man. it's halloween i'm then exhausted it's christmas then it's we're done but that for year sure. so for sure yeah so outside of coffee and music what's your thing are you how, how do you do you're a reader are you oh, still yeah. in the movies big time or yeah i read a lot um i just read the uh southern reach trilogy that movie annihilation was based on one of those books okay uh, that was really good and i read another Is that one the one with the too. alien am i thinking of that's not the you might be thinking of arrival no it was with uh who's the girl who was in the professional oh yeah it is yeah and yeah she, she like there's like this like kind of like sphere out in the woods and they go in and uh yes yeah yeah uh yeah i don't remember what they call the sphere because the book it's weird the book it's exactly the same yeah, one. yeah yeah um the movie was sort of based in that world uh-huh. but didn't really follow the the book beat for beat and yeah. there's three books in the trilogy too but that was a great movie yeah yeah um oscar was yeah. it oscar isaac was in that i don't know him i remember he's he's in everything now he's in dune and then fucking he was in drive he was i love dune God yeah Almighty. Um, so going back a minute, cause I was asking you like, you know, themes for, for albums and everything. And we can kind oh, of yeah. wrap up on this point. Cause my son's probably getting impatient. I'm sure you got <laughs> stuff to do, but, um, Lars von Trier, you much of a Lars von Trier oh, fan. Of course, yeah. So I'm trying to remember what it was, but he had, he had like these films that he was doing and they were, they were called like the four rules or the four, you know what I'm talking about? And like, he would have these fellow, it was dogma 95 or dogma 65. It was his yeah. film movement. And he would give these directors like, you know, you can shoot this movie, but you have to play it backwards or oh, cool. you can do this. And like some of his movies that he was doing, like Dogville, like they had no yeah. sets. They just drew chalk outlines of the buildings that yeah. they were in. But I always thought that was an interesting concept of, you know, making an album is like forces t- you to do something. tying a hand behind your back. Yeah, like, no, I love it. Yeah. I like we're going to play this all in the same room. Or I always remember uh, what was the, what was the movie? 24 hour party people when yeah. they're uh, trying to record uh, joy division. Yeah. And he puts the drummer up on the roof and it sounds like he's hitting wet cardboard boxes. And yeah. it's true. You listen to that music and that's part of what makes their sound. For sure. So, well, I, I, for me, uh, you know, this this has been amazing. Uh, I really appreciate you agreeing to do it. I'm glad that you guys got your new. Where, where is it? Ohio or what? Your New Year's Eve show? Yeah, Canton, Ohio, Buzzbin. Yeah, I think they're we haven't here. announced it yet, but it'll be announced Monday, so it's fine. Yeah, I'm sure that's going to be five red. people that listen to the show are going <laughs> to out there on the interwebs. They're so cool. It's the coolest club. If you ever find yourself there, man, Buzz I, I, I would love to fun. I would love and there's probably already been done, but I would love to take a year and just go to all the different and like write like a coffee table book on uh, all of the venues and like yeah. what makes them. You know, I've thought about doing an app that's similar to that, but COVID put a wrench in it, but sort of like a Yelp, but for venues for touring bands you know? what's what's like your your top three things for a venue that just easy load in load out good crowd sound what's your what's your bathroom bathroom private bathroom okay casey our bass player is a big fan of the private bathroom we have code actually on tour because walgreens whether you know it or not has a bathroom that locks and is private so if you're looking for a bathroom the code is where's the walgreens i need to go to walgreens just got back from Walgreens, <laughs> whatever. But so, and it sounds like I'm being facetious, but it's oddly shitting is a huge part of touring. <laughs> oh, for sure. It's crazy. Well, it's a hard, I mean, um, how many, I, I, there, I, I, at one point I knew like how much of your life you spend shitting, but oh it's a, God. it's a, it's a good amount when you're just traveling every day. Yeah. Well, plus you're eating like greasy shit and yeah, everything it's else. Great. It's like, ugh. but yeah, load in is important for sure. Uh, yeah. I don't know, dude. We've played so I mean, we've put over a thousand shows at this point, you know, uh, and, you know, humble brag or whatever, but like, 
uh it none of that stuff really matters if like and the crowd doesn't even I mean I, it's it's rad if they're if the crowd is into it and stuff but like it's also really easy if the crowd is into it and if you're playing to four people you got to win over it's a lot harder than playing to right and twenty thousand, which we've done too but that's which they're easy, just loud right? because there's that many people so yeah yeah, you yeah gotta, get easy. them off their feet the, the hard the hard shows and sometimes the most gratifying ones are the ones where there is adversity yeah you know well it's a challenge you know every now and again it's nice to have a challenge for sure so are you going to the studio from here or? yep all right and maybe stop by that show if you're oh yeah i am gonna actually right. uh ryan i think has to go to I want him to come with me, but he's got to go to some other show that he's sort of obligated to go to. But I'm going to go over there. Yeah. Got a shuffleboard. They got good wings. Yeah, it's fucking. rad. All right. Well, thank you so much. I really appreciate you. I'm going to introduce you to Elliot real quick, and then I'll get you out of here. Right on. Thanks. All right. Thank you. Thank you.